Hi, you are again with uh, Volleyball Explained podcast and our edition about the Italian league. Uh, Ron is here, uh, Nicole is here, and I'm also here. And we're going to talk about the and the latest events in the Italian league and also in the Italian Cup. Uh, we haven't uh, recorded a podcast for approximately a month. And the reason for that is that a lot of matches have been postponed due to the Omicron new wave. Omicron uh, made a very big mess. Uh, for example, some, some teams have only uh, 14 matches played so far, another have 17. But let's start with the matches that have been played in this period. We are going to um, uh, go through them very quickly and also... Uh, uh, through the quarterfinals in the cup, and then we're going to comment uh, team by team uh, and uh, about their shape uh, at the moment. Piacenza uh, was defeated by Lube 0 to 3. Uh, Perugia beat Verona 3 0. I'm not going to talk about rounds because it's a total mess, really. And uh, you can also check in the, the, the website of the Italian. Uh, Italian league. Uh, Padova beat Cisterna 3-2. Uh, Taranto lost to Monza 2-3. Milano beat Piacenza 3-1. Vivo defeated by Modena 1-3. Milano beat Vivo 3-0. Piacenza Modena 2-3. Trento Perugia, one of the most interesting matches, even though in the absence of uh, Simone Gianelli 3-2. Piacenza, Monza 3-0, Taranto, Verona 3-0, Cisterna, Taranto 3-1, Lube, Monza 3-0, Trento, Ravenna 3-0, Verona, Padova 3-1, Monza, Milano 0-3, and the last match that has been played yesterday from the league, Taranto, Ravenna 3-0, and very interesting events in the cup. Because the quarterfinals in the cup have been played a week ago, and uh, we have Perugia, Padova, no surprise, 3-0. Modena, Piacenza, 1-3. Piacenza is true. Modena is out of the cup. The same is for Lube. Lube, very surprisingly beaten by Milano in their uh, hole, 1-3. And Trento, no problems against the team of Monza 3-0. What are your overall impressions from this period? About uh, the about the cup? I only... probably, probably starting with the cup. Yeah, you know, uh, it is uh, important to address that some of these results uh, People could uh, expect uh, due the the last events, for example, in the modern organization, we 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 already knew that at the beginning of the season they look as a very promising team, and now uh, months uh, after, the reality is that they continue to struggle and to find that uh, form that is going to take that team to the next level. And it seems that it never, it never will, will, will come, at, at least for now. You know, they are uh, in a very bad spot, in a very bad situation. Uh, they already lose two of the three titles. Sorry, uh, 
if you don't count the Super Cup, which they they didn't play, uh, I'm afraid. Yes, they didn't play the Super Cup, and you know it's a it's a it's a very bad uh, moment for the Gianni players, and some of them uh, have has been report reportedly cost uh, more than years before the years before especially in Gapet after the the Olympic gold medal and it all began with the first defeat versus Tours in France in a dubious game which we couldn't watch due to the fact that the French uh, people didn't contact in time allegedly the people of the service to do a live stream and many people some people talk that they are actually bet bet against the, themselves, the Modena players to win, you know, some money. Uh, and well, I told myself, well, uh, this this can happen. Why not? Modena is not playing perfect. Everything is possible now because is it it is at a three one. Tourists only need to win two sets. And you know what? The unexpected happened. In Palapanini, Tours won two sets. And this, this, this result ends the Seps Cup campaign from, for Modena. And you have the same uh, result in Coppa Italia. But this time, uh, Piacenza is actually a better team than Tours. And if anyone could predict a... Uh, uh, upset well now is is more likely to happen you know Piacenza have a, a, a good roster but with a dubious uh, decision call for the referee in in that match uh, I, I I believe it was a ball that uh, hold spike and he was blocked and the coach uh, the coach, sorry, the referee didn't call it, and this was uh, a point break for for Piacenza, and of course uh, they closed it with a with an, an ace. Well, it doesn't matter. The fact that is Piacenza won two sets. You needed to want two more to to win the the, the series, and it didn't happen. So uh, it doesn't matter that the referee called it bad. At the end, you play it really, really, really poorly, and you was defeated by uh, by by this team. And and of course, the case of Lubec Vitanova, I wouldn't put some um, excuses. You know, the it is what it is. Milano played really well. They they found the the weak spot of Lubec Vitanova, as you guys know. Uh, this is a team that has been struggling with injuries and it, it started to look like very tired, you know, Simone is not the same anymore and Marlon, you know, uh, struggling with after the COVID uh, and Lucarelli, well, you know, since Lucarelli came to Italy, uh, that promises of titles and big results, uh, forget it. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to the to the newcomers. You know, 
at least not those expected teams, Milano and Piacenza. And it seems that Perugia will gonna take the Coppa Italia this year. That's my opinion. Sorry for taking too long. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, you said it all about the two most balanced uh, matchup in the in the quarterfinal, and. There's one thing to say about Modena. I don't know if you watched the entire game, but they made a lot of mistakes. Uh, 34 mistakes uh, to the end of the game. And someone there were uncalled ones. I mean, it's not that they were forcing so they could find the the the, the court or not. They, they, very, they did very stupid mistakes. And I want to add something also about the return game uh, against Tour. For the first time in years, the fan in Padapanini left before the the game ended. Uh, as soon as Modena lost the third set against uh, Tour, uh, so they were uh, basically eliminated from the CAV Cup. Uh, most of the fan uh, leave uh, left the the all. There's something in a city like Modena that you rarely see, uh, especially uh, considering how much they they love the the team and uh, and the sport uh, itself. Uh, about the other two quarterfinals, the ones between Perugia Padova and Trento Modena, they, they were absolutely predictable. I mean, in both cases, the difference uh, between the favorite and the underdog uh, was already big on paper and then became unbridgeable due to external facts. Um, Padova was uh, its first game uh, since the December, and basically its entire roster went through COVID. Uh, during its period, so it's not that flashy team we saw at the beginning of the uh, of the season with some very very good plays, and Perugia had a really easy path to 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 the semi final. Mons on the other end is it, after grocery injury, they're really really struggling to put together some good sets. Uh, I mean, they played also without Grosdanov. That I thought it also had some injury or maybe was back from COVID, and I don't remember. They tried to mock Trento's uh, uh, scheme, lining up three outside hitters, uh, but they had a terrible, terrible day in attacking. Like I covered the game, and it was incredible uh, how many times they they just picked the the worst choice uh, on, on every play, uh, whether they have no sort of go straight rather than. Uh, than to try a uh, block out, they, they always pick the wrong one. I think that the only player that ended up uh, above 50% was uh, Beretta, the middle blocker, <laughs> the, the, the attacking trio, when none of them went about uh, 35% in attack, I think. And, and the game itself lasted one hour and six minutes. I mean, there was longer the warm-up than, than the game, uh, actually. And they recently lost also the derby, Against Milano in the last uh, two, two day, uh, yesterday, and they were pretty. Uh, I wouldn't call it funny because I'm not a player of Monza, but if you look at the, this episode as a player of Monza, maybe not so funny. At the end of the game, on the court, around the bench, the president of Monza, uh, Alessandra Marzari, were scolding the player, the players, all the players, because of the of their performances. We all know that the team that also last year relied a lot on the opposite because Lagumja was one of the key players in Monza uh, last year and uh, 
they basically based a lot of it, of their of their game on the sets to from Orduna to to him these years we saw that Grozer at the beginning of the season didn't look like a guy who was 35 or 36 years old was more something like in his 20s but now with these injuries things are getting pretty bad i don't think they're going to risk a place in the playoff because they actually piled up some points during the the andata but probably they will fight for the seventh eighth place yeah it's very interesting about the team of monza let's finish with this uh, topic because they are trying to uh to to fix it with uh, Davis Kiba as uh, opposite date uh, they by the way both Milan Katic and he's now playing for Monza uh also Denis Karagin the Bulgarian uh, young player is also trying to play as a as an opposite but uh, we are, we also uh, also in the U21 Euro Championship this Denis is not very appropriate for this position uh, in terms of his uh, style of playing and uh, they're missing of course Georg Grozer a lot but I'm, I want to talk about Milano because Milano didn't start the season that well but uh, they gained momentum and actually they uh, they, do, they don't have a defeat uh, since the beginning of the year actually they have five uh, wins in a row including one uh, uh, in, the, in the cup Uh, they beat uh, Piacenza, they beat uh, Vibo, they beat uh, uh, Taranto, they beat uh, Monza yesterday and also Lube in the Cup. So they're in a streak of uh, five wins uh, and they're very impressive. Uh, why? Uh, of course, they don't have any big star in the team, but they have uh, a bunch of very good players. Uh, Yuki Shikawa is very balanced. He's attacking very well, but also very good defensively. Uh, Thomas Jeske, the U.S. Uh, international, is uh, not something that is that impressive as a player individually, but he's uh, eventually healthy. He had a lot of problems with uh, injuries, but now he's healthy and he's uh, playing uh, very good. Uh, they have Jean Patry and Yuri Romano uh, as opposites. And we, when you have a European champion as a as your substitute opposite, that's a very good indication. Uh, they have Matteo Piano, uh, Italian starting player in the middle, but also uh, but also uh, Nies, uh who is a very promising, but not only promising, he is actually the, the president of uh, French national team, Olympic champion. Uh, and of course, they have uh, Paolo Poro, a very promising talent in the Uh, in the setter position from Italy, um, I believe that yes, he's a little bit shorter than uh, today's needs of setters uh, are, but probably he can be then the Italian uh, Benjamin Tunuti one day. Why not? And also, Nicola Pesarese is a liberal, is a, is a constant, uh, uh, a constant power. He's not the best liberal in the world, but um, just enough to be, uh, to be, uh, good enough in, in this position. So they have a very compact, very organized team. They are playing both very good inside-out phase and also in uh, in transition. And uh, and they are already 15th in the ranking in the Italian league and in the semi-final uh, for the Cup. Yeah, you know, the, the, sorry, uh, yes, Nicola. No, I, I remember, uh, Ronnie, you uh, were asking me at the beginning of the season, what could have been 
Jeski without all the injuries. I don't know if you remember. Uh, uh, we're having a glimpse of, of what uh, he could achieve if he could have a healthy season from the from the start to the end. And with the two uh, outside hitters uh, at the at least decent physical form, uh, because also Ishikawa at the beginning of the season looked pretty uh, tired and uh, and slower than, than usual. Uh, Milano has basically five out of five players that could attack consistently. The two middle blockers, uh, Patri, which is a scoring machine, and the two outside eaters. So Porro is having a lot of fun, I think, to setting the, the ball uh, to, to his teammates. Okay. You know, uh, yeah, the, the, one of the key of this Milano team, uh, of course, they have been since the beginning of the season trying to fit all those uh, pieces, you know, uh, with the addition of Porro, which is new to the team. Uh, Shinanisi is also new. Um, and, you know, now we see the results of that work that they have been doing. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, Paulo Porro is, uh, belongs to that uh, generation of the phenomenon 2.0. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, uh, with those uh, guys alongside Rinaldi, Stefani, of course, Alessandro Micheletto, um, it will be very, very uh, interesting to see how he develops. It's not usual that... Uh, a young setter like him play as a starting position in Serie A, but uh, it seems that some guys of the Italian uh, Federation and high, high-profile high uh, people wants to him become like, in the future, of course, uh, the second man in the national team, uh, which is not, of course, right now. No, you have Esbertoli, uh, you have to respect uh, the process, the cycles, you know. Well, I think after Paris, why, why not? He, he, he can fight for that uh, position, you know. Uh, and of course, you have uh, Bogdan say something in- interesting. They don't have superstar. I mean, you, you refer to superstar like what? Leon, Simon, maybe, you know, Leal those guys, but uh, at the same time, you have people that can take, take care of business. You know, uh, Jan Patry, for me, is an uh, underrated opposite. Sometimes he, he, of course, play below his level, but he is Olympic champion. Of course, we all know that this that doesn't mean anything in pro volleyball, and I don't want to extend my argument of why. Uh, and of course, uh, like uh, Nicola said, Jeske uh, start to to play like he supposed to be. If he didn't uh, have all those injuries uh, through the years, you know, uh, it is a shame because not right now uh, the national team of USA is in deep deep uh, waters uh, with the departure of Tyler Sanders. And they will rely on, on him, especially. And of course, Russell, both players have an a injury-prone uh, profile. So it uh, will be very, very interesting to see the future for, for, that, uh, for that team. Uh, but yeah, 
I think right now Milano is in a pretty spot position to fight maybe for fifth place, maybe for, well, maybe not for four, you know, because Trentino uh, have a solid squad. Uh, maybe Trentino ends third now that Modena is, is shaky. So I don't know. It, it, it is pretty open and the, the gift for now for that team is to be in the in the Italy, Italy Cup Italia, sorry, semifinal. And I think they will enjoy the ride uh, while, while, uh, while it's on. And yes, uh, congratulations. Uh, they deserve the, let's see the coming back price of this 2022, at least for now. Okay, let's go back to the, to the league with the ranking because it's getting very hot uh, there. Uh, Perugia is still leading with 41 and 15 games played. But after that, we have uh, Lube 37, 15 games, 34 points for Trentino in 15 games, 33 for Modena in 15 games. But then Milano is uh, uh, already at the fifth position with 26 points in 15 games. Piacenza has 25, but with 16 games. 22 for Monza, but with 17 games. Actually, they are the only team with 17 games played. Uh, Taranto, 18. They are eight. They started not in the best possible way, but they're gaining also momentum, and they are eight with 16 games. Then Padova, 17 with 15 games. Cisterna, 17 with 15 games. Verona, 16 with 16 games. Vibo, nine points with 14, and uh, Ravenna, the only team without uh, a win with 14 uh, games and two points. Uh, my question is, uh, in principle, most of the time we are talking about the first place, but let's talk about this eighth place because uh, it's uh, the last place in the playoffs and four teams, uh, as it seems, will be fighting for it. Taranto, Padova, Cisterna and Verona. Padova started very well, but now not so good. Yes, but yeah. should should talk first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, looking at the at the standings and especially uh, taking in in account uh, which games are the one uh, still not played to get all the teams with the same amount of uh, of games. Uh, I think that more than the eighth place, we also have uh, a fracture. For between the teams that will fight for this place and uh, and the two that will be relegated, because yeah, Vibo has just uh, 14 games, but the two they have to play is the one in Trento against Trento, and uh, the one against Taranto. So uh, it's a game that where the points counts double, as as we say in Italy, because you pin against a direct uh, uh, a team that will fight for you not to be relegated. And uh, talking about Taranto, is pretty surprising to see them at such a high position uh, after 16 rounds. But we have to, to say something. When Taranto wins, they always get the, the three points. They win 3-0 or 3-1. And when they lose, they lost three games in, uh, in the tiebreak. So they keep piling up, piling up uh, points, even if against th those teams that they're, they're not supposed to. To be honest, since the 
the year 2022 uh, began, they played against team that they were recovering from uh, from covid or with major injuries or um, or haven't played in uh, in uh, in a long time so they got uh, one point against milano one point against uh, uh, monza uh, they get uh, the entire three points against uh, verona, verona uh, where basically there was a team taranto playing against a player mozic and but Verona also had a, a long list of players out for for, for the COVID situation. Uh, Padova, as we said, the, when we talked about the, the Italian Cup, uh, is probably the team that is not having a, a pretty good time. And I think that they will fight... Um, how can I say? Um, whatever they get... Uh, is something good for them because some uh, analysts here in Italy uh, thought that Padova could have been one of those the, the two um, teams that, that probably could have gone down at the end uh, of the season. So so far, fighting for for the eighth place uh, with uh, the team they have that actually is also a young team. We don't have to forget that uh, Botolo, uh, Lepke, and um, and Weber are not like uh, thirty years old guys. They're, they're just a, a, a young team and pretty much uh, good build. And but right now that they're suffering from the fact that they're not a surprise anymore. Uh, so people adjusted to the way they played is is more about the same that happened with Vivo Valencia last year. And don't, don't if you don't remember, they were winning a lot of games at the beginning of the season. Then as the season uh, went through, uh, they start uh, losing points, uh, losing games because the the team were adjusting to the way they, they were playing. Uh, I will let you, Bogdan, talk about Verona. And one last thing about Cisterna. Uh, this team, I thought they would have suffered more from the loss of Zvark, but they found out in Berlich that kind of opposite that could lead you to the uh, to a safe place uh, or even to, to the playoff. I, I didn't actually didn't thought that that Derlich could have done so good in, in Cisterna. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Verona. The problem with Verona is that uh, all of them almost, including uh, the head coach Rudustin Stojic, had with uh, Omicron. And then after recovering, they had to play in, in Taranto. And they lost, of course, because they were totally out of shape. Uh, uh, if we exclude this match, uh, they uh, we know that they beat Trento. Now they in the last match they beat Padova. So uh, I'm not sure they they're going to be in the playoffs, but they have a decent chance of, of being there if they uh, improve their shape uh, a bit more. And uh, if of course Rok Mojic is playing that good, because he's really very impressive. At uh, I won't be. Uh, surprise if he's playing in a better team next season. Uh, about the other teams, uh, if you if you allow me this run or rant, uh, after the acquisition of Ran Takahashi, Padova is playing worse. I don't know what is the reason, but uh, let's uh, let's play this again because we we are always uh, talking about this. Uh, high Q, uh, I don't know how to call it, uh, vibe. 
And this is another part of the, the Japanese vibe, the new player of Padova Ram Takahashi. But this, uh, this is just a joke and uh, don't uh, take that seriously. Um, okay, uh, probably last topic. And today we are going to be to be a little bit shorter because, uh, yeah, not not that much to talk due to this um, due to this confusion. But uh, let's talk uh, in last place shortly about Trento and Perugia because Trento beat Perugia three two, but uh, Perugia was uh, without Simona Gianelli. Yeah, we've seen in the, in the past matches uh, how much the starting setter uh, mean for um, means for, for for a team. And if you take uh, out Janelli uh, from the, from that team, and also Anderson was uh, coming back uh, from uh, uh, from COVID from an injury, and, and I. I honestly lost track of all the things that happened during the past uh, the past weeks, but it, it was a game where basically Trento could have won three one, but Leon decided no, I want to take points from uh, from the BLM Group Arena, and uh, he, in the fourth set he went serving and and decided to to dri- to drive the 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 game to the to the tiebreak. Uh, funny fact is that they were also without Riklifsky. No, or Riklifsky maybe was back. Uh, I have to check the lineup. But yeah, happy for Trento wins. But the taste that this game left me at the end is that Perugia is one step ahead of everyone. I mean, if you go without your starting setter uh, in the home hall of the third uh, ranked team in the in the Superliga, and then you get away with a point, it means that when everybody will be at 100%, when Janelle will be back 100%, very few teams will have a chance to to get points uh, against you. Uh, so at the end of, of the game, everybody was happy, I think. Uh, Perugia player was because were because they, they get a point. Uh, Trentinos were because... Well, they, they beat Perugia, and this is the second time this year they beat Perugia. And the the fans, of course, were happy because they they just witnessed a win of the of their own team. But a part of the result, I wouldn't rely too much on that game to to have some analysis or something that that could be uh, that would be taken ahead into into the season. Ronnie, do you want to add something? Uh, no, you know the the fact that Perugia uh, lose the the second game of the season means nothing. You know they are almost uh, in perfect position to uh, win again the regular season, and of course this uh, with the Coppa Italia uh, virtual title. You know because nothing is one hundred percent sure. Uh, they start to look up to the postseason in a very in a very good shape. We also receive, of course, if you want to talk about this in the second half of the show, the you know the the, the news of today of the extension of contracts of some key players, like of course uh, Wilfred Leon and Massimo Colasci. 
and and they look very very solid, very great. It will be difficult to to win against this team, of course. Uh, taking into consideration maybe uh, if they lose key key players like Janelli, for example, or or Leon can play, maybe you have a chance to to beat them. But uh, I I I I I believe that this season will be all uh, uh, red and black, you know. So uh, 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 and yeah, let let let's see the the final part of the regular season uh, after this COVID uh, situation. Let's hope that uh, it gets very calm in the in the next two months. And see if we can end the the season, uh, the season, of course, in uh, finally. Sorry. Yeah, I believe that that won't be a problem. Still, we have this uh, very fast and uh, big wave of Omicron cases, but uh, I, I still believe that this this is going to be over very very soon, taking into account the data from other from other countries. Uh, so I believe that was quite enough uh, for uh, for today. Next time, I, I presume that uh, we are going to be longer in terms of duration of the podcast because I hope that more matches will be played and uh, uh, it will be better organized in terms of we can talk about rounds, but not uh, for uh, matches played from the four rounds before, now played, or I don't know what because uh, it is really a total mess in the last month or so actually not my month but more or less a month month and a half even two months so we can end with uh, that one uh follow people already in facebook and twitter for cuban spike in facebook and youtube and of course if you like uh, our content you can also subscribe to volleyball explained push the bell if you want uh, notifications for uh, new videos and of course uh, listen to us or watch us also the next time bye 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 okay bye